All right. Y'all ready? I'm born ready. I was born ready. It's Monday, July 12th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast. Whoa. Wow. Did, did you get COVID too? <laughs> I did get COVID. Oh, um, nice. You, that sounded a lot like, what's the name of that show? Saw. No. No, it's a cartoon and Big Head. Johnny the, Bravo? The Big Head monster. Johnny Bravo. He, who represents like teenage sexualization basically what's his name the show is no idea what you're hilarious you saw this while you lived in europe i'm thinking oh my gosh no dingler (laughs) dingler dingler turned me onto this show and uh i ended up watching some episodes on like a guy's fishing trip and the four or five of us were just doubled over laughing at this show i'm pretty sure it's called big head Okay. Or at least the, Never the heard I'm going to have to, I got to look it up. I forget. Anyways, your, your voice was like spot on the way that character sounds. Beautiful. Mm. Okay. Here we go. Big okay. no, that's from Silicon Valley. Okay. I'll find it. Yeah. I was going to say big head is a character in Silicon Valley. That's the only thing I knew. It's Monday, July 12th. You're listening to the tech breakfast podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes that you can handle with Tyler Gates, Aaron Bewley. And I'm going to let Russ say his own last name. Russ Cantwell. This is what I said, dude. Cantwell. <laughs> Cantwell. Cantwell. Yeah. All one word. Cantwell. What's the difference? Cantwell. Cantwell. I just, there's just no emphasis on the on the can't. You're like, Am I hitting the T? Well, I'm hitting the like, T too hard, aren't I? Well, there's a pause. Yeah, you hit the T so hard that it causes you have to reset yeah, before you yeah, say you, the well. It's Cantwell. Cantwell. Yeah. How's that? There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Cantwell. You like 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 you just spread the T out. I will say, well, like butter. Just, it's worth pointing like out, butter. you're not saying it wrong necessarily. You just have a different inflection than what yeah. my family would be used to hearing. But it's it's not wrong technically. There's just hmm. a different inflection on the the negative part of the word, which is weird for you. Emphasis you know. on the wrong syllable. Emph- that's right. That's Whoa. it. Emphasis syllable. Broke your brain. <laughs> broke your brain. Big mouth, not big head. Big mouth. There it and is. And it's hilarious. Go find it. Okay. I don't think anyone caught that in the pre-show, so you just randomly said the words. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> you just dropped that on the show. I got it. It came to me. See, this Welcome is what you missed when you on the pre-show. That's right. You want to laugh? You want to laugh today? Go look up Big Mouth. All right. <laughs> Here's another laugh coming at you. Today's yesterday in tech history. Oh, Skylab reentry. And again, y'all have to guess the year, but it's July 11th yesterday. July 11th in July a former 12th. decade. The first American space station, Skylab, maybe I'll remember that, uh, re-enters the Earth's atmosphere and burns up after plans for keeping it in orbit fail to materialize. It's probably a good joke in there. 83, baby. Let's go. Fail to keep, fail to keep it afloat? No. Whatever. Float? Listen. No. Keep it, keep it falling the way they want it to. Yes. It fell a different way. <laughs> right. In the tangential Earth velocity. Of... All right. So here's the joke. Actually, it's not really a joke. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Fragments of Skylab fell around Perth, Australia, killing one cow. Oh, poor cow. What a, poor what a cow. way to go. Yeah. Arguably it's, more uh, cool than getting hit by a car. So, so guess the uh, year. I'm going to guess. Guess the year. Like 73. I was going to say 72. Oh, going okay. Straight. 10 years before me. All right. Would you say 82? I said 80, 83. Yeah. <laughs> 79. I feel good about it. <laughs> 1979. 79 what a stupid year it's not fu- it's not funny that a cow died but here's how my brain works when i read the sentence i don't know why 
my brain is like this, but it's like, I imagine maybe the farmer that was there whenever the cow was born in 1971. And just if somebody showed up and told him that some satellite was going to come out of the sky and kill this cow in eight years, I don't know, whatever. He would have sold it. In would seven. you believe me if I told you this cow is going to die from space debris? From space debris, yes. But just this cow. Yeah. Like, don't don't get too worried. <laughs> yeah. Just this little guy. Anyway. F you in particular. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to let y'all just talk about news that you want. And I'm going to sit here and probably stare at y'all because my weekend was a bit crazy. And I also left my office doors open. So give me one second. I'm going to close those and y'all talk. Why don't you yeah. go? Why don't you New go close those doors in the chat? Which I've got, got a crazy got one. Ooh, let's start crazy. If if you could guess, how much do you think a fully sealed copy of oh. Super Mario sixty four would be worth, bro? I saw this roughly one and a half well, million. Guess. One and a half million. Chicarones. Wrong. <laughs> Mo, it was one point five million. That's what he said. And what? sixty thousand, baby. <laughs> and one five six zero 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 zero. Y'all are off. By which, which is cool. Really but wasn't the Zelda, the unopened Zelda, you know, like the old yeah. gold? Uh, that one was only like seven or eight hundred thousand, wasn't it? No, which, I thought it was one point ridiculous three or something. I thought it was one point. I didn't see that one. Oh, we're talking. We're talking like NES. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Here yeah. Is. The original. Uh, the original. Eight hundred seventy k cartridge. Yeah. Yep. A sealed a copy of The Legend of Zelda just sold for nearly a million dollars. It sold for 870K yeah. on July 9th. That's, that's what I saw. And I just, I, that feels wrong. That original Zelda cart was awesome. It must not be as rare. Out of curiosity, where do you think that this was sold out of? What city? Whoa. Dude, I don't know. What city? Nashville, Tennessee. Most <laughs> video game history out of any city. In the world, the most video game history. Yeah, and it's not even close. Tokyo. It's not the U.S. Yes, it is. Okay, that's, then that's it's why I said not Tokyo because I don't Western U.S. <laughs> the most video. How do you even establish what yeah, city has the most video game history? Uh, well, the Metroplex like has bigger the video museum. Game museum, biggest uh-huh. one in the world. Uh, Chicago. Uh, okay, Dallas. Dude, I don't know. Dallas? Dallas? Yeah. We live in it? We live in it. <laughs> we live yeah, in it. Buddy. It was sold by a company named Heritage Auctions, which Hey, I know that company. Oh, I know that company too. <laughs> right? I think we you all used know to support that company. I still do. Or you still <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They uh they they sold it um out of their auction house uh, Very for cool. 1.56 million and the way we quantify the most history is that we have the largest museum in the world. Nice. Okay. At least at sense. least you brought the yardstick you wanted to compete with. That's, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Define your battlefield. That's what you do to win. That's right. That's right. All right. That's good. What's in the news? What's in the news? We have uh that, that was the news. That was in the news. It's done. I know. Got what else the is news. in the news? What else Nothing. is in the news? Nothing. Wait, news? were there NFTs for those? What? No, I don't were think those NFTs were game cards. Did we have any NFTs? No NFTs so. for the no, game No, it cards? was a real physical device being sold. Oh, why are we even talking about that. it? <laughs> <laughs> what a waste what of a conversation. Happened. What a waste. <laughs>
Uh, I can tell you guys that the next Samsung Galaxy Unpacked event was completely leaked and it looks like they're probably going to be releasing some new phones this year. I'm shocked. Well, you know. I wish I had a better shocked Pikachu <laughs> face. Uh, one of them's going to fold. One of them's going to have a big screen. Um, they're all oh, a good fold. Uh, Microsoft proved unequivocally that uh, folding phones are going to be hugely successful. What? Oh, no, no. No. Literally anything else. That is the opposite. Uh, okay, so it's that's a good joke, which I find very funny, even though I'm not laughing. I will tell you, so these phones, they cost I'm a laughing. amount of money. I mean, I think they're like two grand for some of these folding. No, phones. they start there. Uh, yeah. But if you ask Microsoft, they'll, they'll sell for $4.99 less okay. than a year later. So. Well, very good. <laughs> Just bide your time. You'll get one cheap. Uh, well, the only people who buy this seem to be the people who buy them every year, day one. <laughs> There are some people who are like obsessed with these folding phones and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this. This is the one. This is the one. Months, and we're getting it. Like literally, we got people going out there dropping two plus grand yearly on these foldable phones. I mean, it's absolutely. Is it, this must be like the same. I don't know. I assume it's like a, a virus or something in the brain that has you pre-order games, but not like Russ does because Russ does it to support the studio. That's right. Other people do it thinking, cool, I'm going to buy a game that's going to be good now. And then when it comes out and it's just not finished, they're like angry again. No, it's no, no, it's no, got no, no. to be the same thing. That's not how it works. Oh. They convince themselves that it's <gasps> good. Oh, even better. Actually, that, and then they double I mean, down on the investment for the <laughs> title that the people put out. It's That's a sunk cost fallacy. I like right. it. They won't yep. do this to me again. It's a it's a mix mix of sunk cost and uh, what um, Stockholm syndrome. Then there, there did used to be beautiful. a reason to pre-order games, and that was whenever uh, the amount of copies that were available were scarce. Uh, yeah. It turns out that digital copies have zero marginal cost to redistribute. Which is why it would have been so much cooler if we sold those Nintendos as NFTs because can't you just make more NFTs? That's right. We need more NFTs. All right. I got a quiz for y'all. Oh, I'm ready. All right. So um, part of the Marvel Universe, there's a movie that came out on Friday, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, we talked about some of this stuff back in, back in you know 2020 at some point, whenever theaters were shutting down and things were moving to streaming and all that kind of stuff. We're getting a real uh, sense of appetite for what it's going to be looking like to release a movie in a theater and on a streaming service at the same time and compare revenues. Yep. So here's the situation. Um, Black Widow, which I saw, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. There's, there's a lot of um, whatever. I'm not going to ruin it, but it's a great movie. It Is that where you got also COVID? Agreed. Watching it in a theater? <clears throat> no. No, dude, oh, I don't know. That's good. I got it. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Ugh. I'm double uh, vaccinated too, but anyway. I know. It's such crap. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's very mild. It's only just some minor body aches, so it's fine. Um, Everything is fine. Okay, so I'm trying to get to my point here. So there's there's an X X amount of revenue that they um, hauled in through the theaters and X amount through Netflix. It was on Netflix for, or not Netflix, um, Disney Plus subscriptions because they're the ones that have the Marvel Universe stuff. And you can wait until October 6th and watch it for free, or you can pay $29 ahead of time and watch it right now. Do you want to guess the the uh, you know the little bar chart comparing in theater spending revenue brought in versus uh, the people that paid an extra twenty nine bucks Ooh, man. on Disney Plus? I, I, you know what I want like to do? Quarter? I want to say three x. 
watch three X in theater. I guess I guess three X in theater streaming. No, I'm going streaming higher too. Yeah. Okay. You guys are both saying streaming higher. Mm -hmm. I yes. Yeah. So eighty million dollars from the theatrical debut and sixty million dollars from Disney Plus. Oh wow! They're uh, all congrats to the theaters, even though that's still pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually right. I had the same thought. That's not good, right? Yeah, I had the uh, same well, yeah, for was. opening day revenue, probably not. I mean, but they've all been depressed lately, right? Because yeah. of things. That, I was so surprised. That was, to see was that opening day or opening million. weekend? It was opening weekend. So that's since it launched on Friday. And it's now Monday. The the weekend, the theatrical debut pulled in eighty million dollars. Um, and then the Disney Plus debut pulled in sixty million. You know, you know I'm oh, curious. I'm curious how and I, I wonder if we'll have the opportunity to see this. I'm curious how much of an impact the single streaming service, um, you know, avenue for for the streaming side of the equation impacts that. Like, what if what Say if Black Widow had been released understand. on every streaming platform simultaneously for the same? Oh thing? yeah. So if you have Netflix, you could buy it for thirty bucks. If you have Amazon Prime, you could buy it for thirty bucks. Anything on Roku, some of the other services. Like, if you could buy it anywhere for thirty bucks, how much bigger would that number be? Because there are people that aren't going to sign up for Disney Plus and then pay thirty bucks for that opening, uh, mm. you know, opportunity, yeah. and still aren't going to theaters. So I, I wonder how much the streaming know, revenue man. side of that equation is being hampered by the exclusivity deals. I don't think much, honestly. And I think the I, audience I that's going to follow the Marvel Universe. That yet. Yeah. Well, what they did measure was this is the um, highest grossing uh, film release in the wake of, of the COVID pan, uh, epidemic. So that's a that's a achievement there. Yeah. But I, I think the audience for the Marvel Universe is that's fair. going to already be Disney subscribers anyway. Yeah, maybe. So. Yeah, I mean, so, that audience. Is maybe something that unique is a bad example. In like, general, like, for instance, the yeah. largest. I would, I would say something else is outside of something that's, that's part of the Disney world or something, you know. The, the Which top is, wait, what, two does anything opening weekends of all time are Avengers movies. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Three fifty-seven million and two fifty-seven million. Okay. <laughs> which is which? Which two movies are those? Dang. Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. So I was gonna say. Yeah, and then the next two are Star Wars. There you that go. Also me. Disney. So Disney's I doing said, What doesn't come from Disney is my point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Disney's like, I don't care if it artificially does any of that stuff because it's all my money. <laughs> That's right. So I guess you know if, if we look at so what? Let's see. That was sixty plus. 80, which is that's 500 million if you combine those or 400 million. <laughs> Do you say 60 plus 80? Close is 500? Carry the one. Okay, let's try 140. <laughs> if it's 140, that doesn't even crack the top 50. The well, they also two. had 78 million in international ticket sales. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, so call that, um, wait, what is it? 160. That's, so call that two, 220. So about two, 220. They, they did about 220 in total. They, they're separating 80 million in domestic box office, 60 million in Disney Plus, and then 78 million from international ticket sales, which okay, I'm guessing so is just international theaters. Well, 220 yeah. would be pretty good on the list, actually. It's, there's so many different lists for movie openings. It's hard to even figure out which one's the right one. But if it says opening Somebody weekend record holders worldwide, 
Endgame is number one, which actually, by the way, for that weekend, for the total on the weekend, like maybe this is globally, it's actually $1.2 billion. Um, But it would make the top, I don't know, looks like maybe 15 or 20 because Spider-Man is the smallest one at $125 million. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it'd be up there in the top top 10 for sure. Uh, for well, I'll say week. this. It was a good movie. It was worth it. I liked it. It was good. Yep. Cool. All right. Cool. We're, 30, we we're 30 extra buccarones. Yeah, dude. In the middle of COVID. I mean, I looked at it like this. If Lindsay and I had gone to the theater, it's 15 Are... bucks a ticket. And that's going to a crappy theater. Like yeah. going to a good theater, it'd be 30 bucks a ticket. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you were just calling all theaters crappy. Oh, no. You'll never find me say that. I love theaters way more than the average person. Probably. I do not want to see them die. I'm a big fan. Real big fan. I was so awesome. sad when the um, um, what's it called one of the original dining theaters like anywhere right I think they started down in Austin what's I cannot think of the name of it anyways uh, they yeah, the Alamo the draft house, house things uh, yeah, yeah, Alamo, so Al- house. Alamo there's an Alamo draft house right down the street from my my new house and uh, of course we've never been because we moved in the middle of COVID. And, uh, you know, the news came out, we actually reported on it, you know, six months ago or whatever, and they shut all of the Alamo draft house locations down. Well, that one has been reopened and I was so pumped, even though I still haven't been. Cause someday like I'll go back draft to house. Yeah, they're cool. They're and this solid. one's fairly new too. So I think it will be freshness as well as awesomeness. Um, I, I, so I, I got a piece of news here. It says that China's crackdown on crypto mining could end the GPU shortage. Yay. Part of what it's mm, sort of I don't believe that is that they could be selling a whole bunch of used GPUs. Public service announcement for the people that believe that computers are not organic. They are, and they get old, and they get they have they have a certain amount of use with which they can run. Uh, do not buy those graphics cards. All electronic components. They will be trashed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they won't last Do as not long. buy used GPUs that were used for mining. Just don't and, do it. Man, I don't remember the, the statistic. Um, this isn't, you know, it's actually something that's well known in the electronic space, but um, temperature uh, dramatically reduces age of components. Life, sorry, not age. The oh, age. yeah what it is but uh if you double the temp you more than half the life or roughly half the life if i'm remembering that stat correctly and uh believe me they're they're only running them as cool as they have to and they are running them as hot as they can when they're yeah. doing that stuff so there's a very good chance that those are degraded components oh yeah for sure did, did y'all see the uh the article that i tweeted um the bitcoin miners break new ground in texas uh, from the We've washington post a couple different things about Bitcoin yeah. and Texas over the last yeah. week. Well, that one's a super interesting up. article um, where actually ERCOT ended up paying the miners to turn off their um, to turn off their their uh, rigs, which That's was awesome. surprising. And then in Except somewhat related, kind of in the same sort of vein. Them. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but uh, in Ukraine, 3,800 PS4s were being used alongside over 500 video cards. That were getting confiscated. Apparently, it was illegal because they were they were editing the report of how much power they were drawing. How funny! They must have rules about how, how much. Did, how are they doing pull. that? I, I don't. I don't know. It didn't say how they did it, but I know that you know. My mom used to tell me about how her dad would put some sort of magnet 
on the uh, on the meter, the electric oh, awesome. meter it slows it down <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it would slow it down <laughs> a little bit, and uh, wow. awesome. it would use less power when they were growing up. Goodness. So he was probably crypto mining as well. Um, <laughs> but, uh, deaf. Yeah, I would say almost certainly he was crypto mining. Yeah. That's brilliant. Anyway, but uh, be interesting uh, to see. Like, what does a government do? Like, what does Ukraine do when they confiscate nearly four thousand PS4s? Well, they usually sounds like auction them all anything. off, or they destroy them if it yeah. is determined that they will just be used for other illegal activity. Yeah, I'd I don't think a PS4 is considered were extremely modified as well. Oh yeah. In order to, I, I don't think uh, that that's a good selling point. them off would be a, a viable. I don't think a lot of people would be able to use them to play PS4 well, games very well. I mean, if so, it, if it operated like the the US, right? Most things in those sorts of seizures, unless they are still in their evidentiary phase where they're going to be used as part of the legal system. If they're not in and of themselves illegal, like bales of cocaine, then they'll auction them off like as a pallet, right? So you'll just, yeah. it, it literally public auction, anyone can come and just bid for it. So it's, they're not so selling we do consumers one or do time. not auction the cocaine. Bales of cocaine. Why aren't governments confiscating <laughs> this and then just taking it over and then running it themselves? Because there's a lot of stacking sets. Because what are the problems? They still don't trust crypto. They think it's going to overrun all of their power. It, what yeah, it, it's why would it's a they... total speculative YOLO? Why don't you use municipal tax dollars to buy like Bitcoin? It's the same problem. <laughs> it's I'm not saying irresponsible. Is, yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying any of this isn't shady. I'm just saying you have to. Governments tend it. to try to avoid at least telling you about the shady things that they do. So that's my point. I'm not talking about saying it out loud. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) talking about saying it out loud, but you can't look me in the face and say there are zero governments that are mining any sort of cryptocurrency right now. Oh no, there's definitely governments mining cryptocurrency. That would be crazy town. Not to imagine, but, but government's also a strong word there, right? Like, sure. It's like is it, are, it is the government really doing it just because somebody's doing it with government financing, right? Like, where's the line between corruption and yeah, that's just cool. Go for it. Yeah. Well, the, to keep it on crypto, I got a story here that says a historic power plant decides that mining Bitcoin is more profitable than selling electricity. Uh, and it what? says uh, a hydroelectric plant built in 1897. It's serving oh, a this, very yeah. different function now. The Albany Times Union reported that the, uh, I don't know how to say this, Mechanicville, Mechanicsville, I'm, it's hard to say. It's uh, one of those two. Like, I guess it's in New York. Uh, plant operated by Albany Engineering Corp is currently mining Bitcoin with some of the power it produces. We think this is the oldest renewable energy. This is a this is a quote from from their CEO. Oldest renewable energy facility in the world that's still running. Uh, and he said that he he also said the plant can actually make more money with Bitcoin than selling the electricity to a national grid, uh, though, which is why he's he's taking to mining the cryptocurrency. So hmm. moved by That's the crazy. CEO. Great, Craig. All right. Do we keep going down the cryptocurrency thing? I don't know. I feel way off in my head. You guys should probably need this. I don't I don't have any other crypto. <clears throat> what do we got? Yeah, what I got, I got nothing. No my my only, I just kind of was having this thought the other day that physical money is only about three hundred to three hundred fifty years old. Like sure. the concept of not using, um, I want to. I think it's like mid sixteen hundreds. Maybe I'm way off. 
I want to say is there's it, like is this maybe Google? some Roman coins or something from forever when ago. I don't was know. Yeah, money invented. Look it up. When was physical money? No one knows. Because I know. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> no That's one not knows. Surprising. Sure. No, but like if you look at if you look at um, like uh, the UK, they started printing money in I think the mid to late 1600s. Sure. Um, well, yeah, I, it, uh, and I mean that makes sense that it's not that old because uh, it's kind of like written language too. What it yeah. that's not incredibly old, um, but currency and the idea that you could take yeah. something that is has a face value that is different than perhaps the physical value of the asset, so that it becomes a standard for for some kind of you know ledger transaction yeah. instead of you know eight pounds of fish. <laughs> you yeah. get to decide how many you know logs that's worth kind of stuff so bartering right yeah. um well and, I, and i'm too i'm talking about point? just that it's so young it's okay if we get rid of it no i'm not saying it's okay that we get rid of it but i don't think <laughs> well yeah fine just say it that way um but i'm also <laughs> also put words in my mouth tyler <sighs> yeah my brain is just not functioning yet this morning but i guess i'm trying to approach it from the perspective of printed money and what i mean by this in case it's not clear is is printed money that people just believe has value not the Roman coins that are actually made of um, the various precious metals that actually sure. have value if you melt them down. Well, I mean, from that <clears throat> definition that you just stated, then we would be looking for when we came off the gold standard, because even prior to that, that money was based off of a, a physical, tangible asset before this. That's like, right. what, the 60s? Sure. 40s 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 so it's relatively soon but I, it's funny I, I came i'm looking this stuff up and it's actually fascinating if you look at the history of money um paper money was introduced in the song dynasty in china during the 11th century the development of a banknote began in the 7th century hmm. with local issues of paper currency its roots were uh, merchant receipts of deposits during the tang dynasty from 618 to oh, 907 so it's Merchant funny. It's receipts. interesting if you think about first paper money coming out of China. They're also the first to like do a holistic uh, digital currency, right? Yeah, the yuan. You know, they're just sort of continuing with their, which I think uh, is with their tradition. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but anyway, trying- I guess the my, the only thought I was trying to get to around that is that if you just if you look at the development of currency over time, it is kind of constantly changing, and you know, it's not like I don't know. Because I think people people wake up in the in this world and they see oh I I use you know these physical paper things and they think oh it's always been this way and it always will be this way no you woke up in this like evolution of things happening and things are going to just keep moving forward so yeah and I think that's true of most things but I think if you were to look at this Wikipedia page of history of money which is literally what it's called and what I'm looking at it would agree okay. with you um, it basically it, it could be this could be retitled uh, money always changes is basically what it could be titled because it's okay it just shows a whole bunch of references all through time I mean this is a very long Wikipedia article yeah starting with bartering and all this kind of stuff yeah, exactly I think we're always looking for a better way to sort of well, transact, right? Find common value and then bring people to the same table to be able to play and distribute wealth in such a way that everyone's success moves, right? And there's yeah. lots of arguments about how that works, but one of them is the literal mechanism of currency. So it makes yeah. sense I, that it changes. I think and don't get me wrong too. I'm not I'm not trying to take down the USD, obviously. Mm. Like <laughs> any wealth that I've built is built on USD. So um don't don't get my words, you know, twisted around that. But there's all kinds of interesting nuances in what is being accomplished here in you know clearing houses and moving money you know instantaneously with trustless 
um, interaction that I think is super, super powerful. So, or that the market's open 24 seven. That's also, yeah. I mean, there, nice. there's a whole, there's a whole litany of things, but yeah. I think what would be interesting is if you were to correlate, not just the history of money, but the events that caused the change. Yeah. Like, that would be the most interesting bit and piece is not just like what changed, but the reason why, because yeah. I, I can almost guarantee each one of them had a very explicit reason as to why it was changing. And so, well, uh, moving off the gold standard was it, so that way um, we could print more money. Exactly. That was all it was, right? If you detach 100%. the connection between the two, then you can go and print as much money as you stinking want. And then whenever the Fed reduces the reserve rate for banks, now they can lend out as much more money as they want, right? Instead of telling the banks that they have to hold 10% of the money that they have in the bank in actual physical cash, and they can loan out all the other money, quote unquote, that they have, that's a method of of adding more money to the monetary that's, supply. If that's they reduce actually it from my 10 to favorite 5%, part of US monetary supply. The idea that when you walk into a bank and you get a loan, they're lending you somebody else's money. They're literally producing money to give you. Yes, correct. That's that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And so typically- Tyler likes his money fresh. The reserve fresh. rate is going to be- Fresh off the press. That's right. And, and I'm no expert in this, <laughs> but you, typically the reserve rate is somewhere like 5%, maybe 8%, maybe 10%, maybe less than 5 whatever. And then last year, this I'm talking about the US, they moved the federal reserve rate requirement from 5% to 0%. Which effectively means you can then print an infinite supply, like however much you're willing to take on as a bank. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, it's all, just it's all all their risk tolerance, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Which is like, horrifying at the same time, right? Think, yeah. think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's lots of lots of super interesting nuances into in, in all this, but you know whatever. how we've talked about um, like taking people's face and making a mask out of it and being able to wear these super <laughs> realistic mask faces and stuff like that. Yes. I hope, well, I hope people listen to that for show. <laughs> not, not cutting people's faces off, but getting a 3D rendering and then printing it and selling it to people. Isn't that what Ultra I said? That's like realistic. the exact same thing I just said. Is that what you said? Okay. I think I just said that Again, exact same thing. I don't feel thing. good. Um, I, I definitely didn't say like... But that's a real it, thing, it, though. It wears, it wears the skin of its enemy. Uh, <laughs> it puts oh the lotion my. in the skin. Uh, get to your point. No, you get to your <laughs> point. Okay. So anyways, <clears throat> minor problem there. Obviously, that doesn't change your voice. Hmm. We need a way to clone voices. That's a deep fake. And apparently on, we can do on, that. Come on. Um, yes. As voice cloning technology has become ever more effective, it is increasingly, uh, is increasingly interesting to actors and cyber criminals. So apparently it is becoming problematic um, in yeah. some respects from a criminal perspective and interesting to actors, I guess, to try and like copyright their own voice or something like that. Uh, what? It becomes to be a oh, clone. So I saw something about that a while back. Yeah, just cloning cloning faces, impossible. Cloning voices. We'll be cloning humans here pretty soon. I think it's coming. So yeah, apparently this is a this is a pretty big deal. Uh, when Tim, the the very first, um, I guess, line is just from some uh, voice actor. It said when he first heard his own cloned voice, he said it was so accurate that his jaw hit the floor. It was mind blowing, which is sort of interesting. I guess a voice actor would hear themselves a lot. But I don't know about you guys. When I hear myself speak, like when I, if I listen to this podcast, punk, yeah. I struggle to identify who is talking. Right? That's right. It's just like, I just don't, it, that doesn't sound it's like Russ the way Cantwell. I think. It's not I Russ sound. Cantwell. 
Right. Yeah. It's it's a, it's the inflection it's of different. the voice point that's different. It's, yeah. So look at that. It's Aaron Bewley, Russ Cantwell, and uh, some some young punk. Get off my and, podcast. And somebody, get get off my podcast. So it, it's just it's just uh, amazing to me uh, that these are interesting. Like they even say uh, this this is a quote from the people who actually do the voice cloning stuff. It says they specialize in making custom voices that are more diverse in accent. For instance, and I don't know, hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how this works, but it says we've made some transgender voices, we've made gender-neutral voices, um, and then they've made some. Basically, technology should speak the way that all of us speak, and so they're they're working on making and customizing the way voices sound. I, something I would have never thought of. It's blowing my mind that That's people so are cool. customizing voices um, of things that they clone and make. It's just, it's just crazy to me. I, I, this is apparently I'm curious a big every thing time it's blowing up. Yeah, I, so I saw something about that a couple months back, um, and obviously it was sort of budding at the time. Incredible how quickly it's moved forward. But um, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens with all of those technologies blended together. Not so much the face part, but you know, talking about deep fakes and other media synthesis, and then adding, uh, you know, fake voices or or cloned voices, but digitally produced content that. You, you'll have advertisements that are entirely without human intervention, right? You'll, you'll just be able to programmatically have a human that doesn't exist doing things with a voice that sounds completely natural. And all of these things will be generated by, yeah. you know, machines. Yeah. And, Dude, companies and it's are getting to the point where we can't, well, we can't, we won't be able to tell the difference is yeah. what's going to be crazy about that. You're going to see an ad and you won't realize that that human doesn't exist and that voice is not a real human voice and it will still, you know, sell you Cheerios. And it's going to be targeted to you. Yes. Right. Which is so horrifying and amazing the at the same, same time. Yeah. Well, they can publish exactly, but they can publish the same ad to a wide swath of people and then have yep. it specifically targeted to the demographic that you're going to pay attention to the most speaking to you or whatever. Right. Um, Talk about losing out on, on your stuff. Like if somebody automates voice acting, which I have thought as soon as I learned about deep fakes, that one of the biggest things that will come from that is going to be um, like dubbing, which right now requires voice acting, right? That's it's like gone in the next year. Basically they will just have a computer generate a, voice that is whatever they want it to be hell they'll be able to take the we talked about this know, on friday like home countries you know sort of inflection even and and apply it to a character that sounds more like the original than a voice actor might even be able to do that stuff's crazy yeah so uh we talked about will robots take my job.com on friday <laughs> that that would absolutely absolutely be one that fits in there mm-hmm. and uh kieran in the chat said we all sound the same to him so if we could just each say our name before every line, before every time we speak, it would be helpful for him. This is uh, Russ Cantwell speaking. I definitely, I definitely think that that makes a lot of sense to a, to a foreigner because, you know, candidly, all Australians sound the same to me as well. Yeah. So when Kieran talks to me, I constantly think I'm talking to one of my Australian customers. It's, it's just a weird thing. And I never know which one he's working for because they all sound the same. So I get it. Gate, gates in. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do our best, Kieran. Okay. Gates out. All right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested in what this means for security related things because i know that there's a lot of biometric related security that people are sort of leaning on um, especially mm-hmm. as we move to a world where quantum computing could ruin all of our security and so i just i am interested to see if uh 
more of this progresses towards that, not just voice, but anything that we can make, you know, some form of clone of like cloning people's eyes or whatever it might be that, that I think is eventually going to be of a concern. Like it says that this is of interest to cyber criminals. I can only imagine that that's a, a big part of it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what sort yeah. of morphs in this area, but I, I feel like that's a watch this space from a security point of view. When you yeah, saw the, totally agree. you saw WorldCoin um, created by a guy named Sam Altman that was giving out free crypto for eyeball scans. <laughs> what? Isn't that terrible? Did you not see that? I no. Or this I came out. It, out. Uh, it came out about two weeks ago. It's a it's a, it's a coin startup that uh, is paying people to scan their eyeballs. Like they created a crypto, and if you want it for free, you can just scan your eyeballs for them. You know, cool. no big deal. It's not creepy at all. That seems fine. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for that. No problem at all. What the heck, people? What? what? Okay, sorry. So this is not the first odd project Altman has dived into head first. In 2018, Altman paid the startup Nectum a $10,000 deposit to one day kill him. Yes, for real. And preserve his brain with the hope that it might be at some future point uploaded to a computer. Okay, that the sentence changed. <laughs> I thought he was just a little just, bit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was putting out a uh, Yeah, had me at the end there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that <laughs> yeah, a reverse the first meme? Half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we're 200 but, years away from that. I mean, he's not Nectom advancing the science and technology of well, memory. I have not mm-hmm. seen this. It's a research company that's um cool. Focused on uh doing experiments to discover how the brain physically nope. creates memories. And uh, we develop biological preservation techniques to better preserve the physical traces of memory. <laughs> hey, speaking know, of new watch. memories, did you hear about that that space guy? Which Brand- one? Brandstown, I watched it. Bruns- did y'all watch Tuner. it? <laughs> I saw a video. Yeah. I did not watch it live, unfortunately. Yeah, I just saw the uh, clip of the of the space uh, craft, the the flight mechanism, because I was super interested in how they were going to do that. Right, and it looks like they basically taped two. Boeing jetliners, whatever. That is to, what they did. Together. There was a lot Duck of tape. tape. Yeah. And they, tape. and they used it because one of them was detachable. So they paper clipped the one that he ended up um, being in to the in the middle of the two. Of tape them. for the two side planes. And then it was yeah. paper. And they flew as high as they the could. And they were like, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And it was yeah. as high as they could go. And then they undid the paper clip. And then, and then, then that's when the jets boosters. hit. <laughs> and he goes into. Um, high sky instead of space. Everyone is hating high the sky. Get, get out of here. Whippy. Everyone's saying uh, that. There's like, it's they, not space. freaking cool, it man. I think it's, I know, it's I freaking it awesome. Cool. It's closer than it's I've ever space. been to the, that part of the sky. I'm sorry. When you get into an area where you can move into the center of your whatever it is, your plane or whatever you're in, your room, Duct tape and pod. you can just start flipping around, you're in space, <laughs> which is what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. When well, they're talking it, about the yeah, Carmen line. It. If you if you saw anything about it, it's called. They the brought Carmen a different line. yardstick. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that that there are a bunch of normies sitting on the crust <laughs> of this very heavy ball hurtling through space, gatekeeping what counts as going into outer space. Yeah, like get the heck out of here. Uh, so what they did, so they, they flew the, the rocket up to about 50,000 feet, by the way. So that's about where they fly to. And then they basically let the thing go simultaneously hit the engine. And then it just makes this 
like swooping, like sort of dive, and then it goes straight up. It looks like Man, you're riding it's... like Mr. Freeze at Six Flags. Nice. Like, and then it just goes straight up. I mean, it was crazy to watch. Watch the whole I'm, thing. I'm glad they do it that way, too, because now instead of going to Six Flags, I can just save my money and try to go into space or fake there space, you go. apparently. Fake uh, space. Uh, apparently, <laughs> so it's it's dramatically more efficient to do it this way cool. than shooting the rocket. Uh, and it's obviously way smoother of a ride. Uh, you, nice. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, you don't go nice. from zero to five Gs in four seconds off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm well, I'm super pumped. I mean, what what that is such a, I don't know. I think it's a huge accomplishment to have a private company get to the point where they are confidently and safely taking human passengers past whatever arbitrary line in the sky matters to you. But it's freaking awesome. And yeah. and done like green light checked the box did the thing, it's huge. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I was so what threw blew my mind was I was watching the as it came back down they would intermittently show whatever the camera could transmit back because they were struggling to get the camera to yeah they were transmit back which is amazing though that it even works. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, I wasn't mad. So I wasn't much. Mad at I know. I know. I know. But so <laughs> much about what they did was really cool to see, and all I saw was I was mad about yeah. the camera. Well, did, did right, we get like ahead. live video footage? Three, Not right. live, live, whatever it was. Voyager was sending like streaming pictures back from Pluto. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like they could have done better there. I don't know that it was streaming. But that was a, <laughs> it was like stream. Well, Morse yes, it is streaming. It's always years. streaming. Yeah, it took forever. <laughs> it was not live. <laughs> the uh, what was crazy to me is as they showed these clips, I was watching the altitude. Because I remembered yeah, uh, reading about the the U two when I was reading, I think it was in the Skunk Works book years ago, and just talking about you know that that plane flies at seventy thousand feet, but I could never really quantify seventy thousand feet. I just I struggled with. I mean, I just I knew it was high. I knew it was like double a commercial airliner, but I never really knew really what that meant. And so as I was watching it, I was watching seventy thousand. I wanted to see what that looked like, and it, it didn't show the camera then, but it showed the camera at like fifty five thousand. And it still looked like they were in space. Yeah. Even at 50,000? Yeah. So I, I looked up. I Googled. I was like, view from a U-2 at 70,000 yeah. feet. Because the, the, the pilots... You very clearly the see the curvature oh, of the Earth. You see the curve of the Earth. And it looks yeah. like this dude is flying in space. And I thought about this because th that plane flew so high to avoid being able to be t detected to take pictures of basically Russia. And during that time, this I mean, this pilot was in that plane for like... 20 hours or something long like that. time and i'm yep. just and i saw a picture from that vantage and i'm thinking to myself like holy crap this dude just flew in basically almost the void of space yes for so let me put this in perspective whatever so it, was. Cool. it was let me, absolutely let me put this insane go look up the picture it's awesome so put this in perspective that plane flew to seventy thousand feet which is the edge of the troposphere right well, yeah so if you look if you have all the layers of our atmosphere we live in the troposphere he flew to the very edge of the layer of atmosphere where we currently live. What the what was the name of the plane? The Unity 22 or whatever? Oh, I don't know. It then went through the stratosphere, through the mesosphere, into the thermosphere, which is where the International Space Station is. And people said he still wasn't in space. Well, they're wrong. Like, and they're dumb. They're just dumb. Call the space like, station. What, do, you have, do you have to get to the moon to be considered in space? The only extra, the only extra place beyond that is the exosphere, which I guess they're that's, saying that's space, that's outer space, and that the well, International Space Station isn't in outer space. 
I mean, I get it, but I mean, it's come off. pedantic as hell. And right. again, F you normies. That's <laughs> I just, right. you, you can't gatekeep that crap. <laughs> like, come on. Anyway, whatever. A lot of the other That's comments dumb. were like, um, you know, if you're going to spend a billion and a half dollars, uh, just like slingshotting yourself into space for no reason, why can't you solve healthcare for all or something like any, the, any those arguments are what that is. always there though. We know, always, we always, always, there always, and I'm so not saying it's inappropriate to have those arguments or have those conversations. I think it's great, but we're always going to push back against using money for one thing versus another. And, and I right. get where people are coming from on this one. And they're saying, this is basically for kicks versus, you know, scientific advancement. You know, we're not, we're not talking about trying to put, I don't know, power generators on the moon. I, I don't know what good someone would, you know, immediately go to and try to compare it. And yes, money is definitely part of the equation, but also there's no guarantee that funneling one point X billion dollars back into like a government program is going to result in whatever you're targeting. It's we we make decisions about where money goes and what we target and what we get out of it all the time. Like I don't know, let it go. <laughs> so it looks like Zook just put a someone I guess Blue Origin. Yeah, I just pulled it up here. Yeah, um, I will tell you. Look, you can say all you want, Blue Origin people, about what Bezos is going to do. I have a feeling they've been preparing for that for a long time. Pretty sure Branson saw the announcement of Bezos is like, bro, I'm going first, and hopped in his <laughs> plane and went, and that wins for my book. Yep. Like, he literally was like, ah, let's just schedule this thing a little ahead of time and see if I can feed him. I like that. I appreciate that perspective. Yeah. Well, so Branson should just respond. Why don't you one v one me in space? That's right. And then laugh because he's the only one that can get there right now. One v one me in space. <laughs> I think we have a new uh, <laughs> new tagline there. Um, what Russ is talking about? Zook dropped a link. Uh, if you go to uh, Blue Origins Twitter, um, they published this. Let's see, three days ago, and they're basically just comparing what it's just this little you know checkbox chart saying blue origin yes they're flying above the carmen line uh vehicle type is a rocket not a high altitude paper plane or excuse me airplane uh you know just anything that they can diss on them on so i don't know whatever it's so catty even still even if they even if blue origin doesn't want to recognize the lower level still like 80k versus 100k you're still flying literally above where meteors are burning up in the atmosphere i would call that space either way if i'm above meteors coming into the atmosphere that are on fire below me i'm in space okay I they don't were care floating you, <laughs> you don't float on earth they're floating all right i, I, I do it's in my pool all right damn it that was fair. <laughs> all right we'll let damn this it, go damn it <laughs> <laughs> we'll let this go <laughs> Uh, and guys, I haven't been tracking any of the topics, so it's probably we haven't had any topics so far. I think we said the word crypto. Um, <laughs> someone did something with voices. And we uh, talk about Facebook something with voices. We haven't. Well, uh, it's not a show. Yeah. We can't publish this until we talk about Facebook. Um, so, anyways, I got an email from Facebook earlier this week, and it said you need to come back to Facebook because you haven't been here in a minute. And I was like, <gasps> nah. nah. How about I come back and delete you? How about I just jump on my Oculus? You can track everything I'm doing there. That'll work. There, there you go. Fine. There you go. Scanning your eyeballs. Everybody uses Facebook, whether you like it or not. Oh, that's right. Um, I, I use Facebook exclusively for its marketplace, which sorry. bothers me. But yeah. Yeah, I do. That's the only reason I want to be on Facebook as well as to sell things. It's the most effective way. It is. To sell it is. person to person. If you want to sell a vehicle, um, Craigslist charges you money now. 
Oh, you didn't what? know that. Yeah. I wanted to list a motorcycle and it cost me like five bucks or whatever, but it's arguably um, less impactful anyway than Facebook Marketplace. Okay. Sorry. It's we were already talking about margin. space. And for it to be a complete show, we also need to mention China because we always talk about them. I did and I think this one kind of bit. flew under the radar, um, but China was the first, is now the first uh, nation to say when they're putting humans on another planet. Ooh. And uh, what did they work- say? The gauntlet has been thrown down. Does yeah. anybody gatekeeping what counts as putting people on planets already? <laughs> on it sounds like something we're going to do. <laughs> That's right. It's not really on Mars if it's well, look, they haven't lived there for 10 plus years. I don't know how you can say they're they're on the planet. All right. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, they set a target date of 2033. They're going to have people Gosh, on. Like, so no Mars. one's even going to be around to verify that. <laughs> how? I mean, that's just it's not even. Bro, we're not in the 80s anymore. What? We're in the 2000s what? already. <laughs> can you believe it? That's nuts. Yeah, it right. is nuts. Actually, 2033 anyway. feels entirely too soon to be sending yeah. anyone to any other planet. What planet? Well, they, did they say a planet? Which they one got, did they pick one for sure? Yeah, yeah. No, they're sending they're sending the first humans to Mars, is what they said. Oh, but boring. Like yeah. that's everybody just because it's easy. <laughs> sure, just because it's easy. <laughs> well, they could send them to Venus and uh they would never come back guaranteed. Uh I'm pretty sure that's how Mars that. is gonna work, unfortunately. Well, but uh, it's hilarious that we did more discovery of Venus this year and people mm. right, and they were like, yeah, okay. I think it's we do finally understand we're never going to go to Venus. We're like, never yeah, Venus. I mean, I knew Karen, that is have, like Karen goes, do they have to do it within the quarter that they announce? <laughs> I mean, if they don't, then they <laughs> fail. <That's> <laughs> Since we just get to move the goalposts anytime <laughs> we want to now. How do I short China? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> <short China. laughs> Fail. Oh my gosh. There's probably a way. There's probably a way to do it. China ticker. Uh, okay. So the primary oh, wow. stage, the primary stage, also called the technology preparation phase, will reportedly involve robots designed to return Mars samples, which cool. is what they're already working on right now because they've already got things on the planet, right? And explore a base station for future human installation on Mars. Afterward, a second stage will send humans there who will construct a permanent base. I mean, it's obviously, you know, obviously building here. Uh, once it's completed, a third stage will see large-scale Earth-to-Mars cargo fleets dis- uh, depart to seed and accelerate development projects on the Red Planet. The schedule plays out uh, in these phases of 2033, 2035, 37, 41, 43. Yeah, um, that's that's crazy. I'm really curious to see what happens with uh, well, Mars in particular when it comes to... Um, instead of scientific pursuit, but actual like mining, right? Mm-hmm. Like are there materials? Are we going to find the fields where we can actually collect stuff that's rare on earth and bring it back? And, and then what's particularly interesting about that too, is that it, it sounds dirty and awful, but arguably dirty and awful is a good thing for Mars right now. If we could funk it up enough with CO2, it might actually terraform it a bit. I know that's there's a long, long way to go yeah. for anything like that. But I'm I'm really curious to see if we can get to the point where we have fuel sources and craft that are capable of actually providing extraterrestrial mining operations in a way that is uh, beneficial without shortages on Earth becoming so catastrophic that we have no choice. Yeah. Uh, because we can clone voices. Suck. Why couldn't we do that? Right. Right. Well, here's another thing they're talking about doing, which is 
kind of blows my mind, but they're talking about creating a sky ladder system. So they basically oh, have an, an elevator. I like that to they space. changed the word. It, they always call them space elevators. Yeah. Sky ladder? Sky That's ladder. awful. Yeah. Oh, so God. I legit out thought you were going to like climb up it. That's what out I of China. No, I mean, it's basically like an elevator kind of deal, but, sort of. But we've talked about different. space elevators forever. I want one. Yeah. Connecting you from the ground in China to wherever it is you want to define space, y'all want to you know, have a pissing match over that. Well, no, actually, gonna do... if you're going to do a space elevator and you're going to have it connected or a sky ladder, kill me. Um, <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Um, I actually kind of like sky ladder. You, you, you okay. have to have it anchored to something geosynchronous or you're going to have a bad Correct. time. So, yeah. so there's <laughs> only one place you get to go. The <laughs> there's, there's one one spot above you in space uh, or whatever, apparently not space, where that's going to work out okay. Everything yeah, I was just talking about how far it goes. Bears. Yeah. That's what I'm but saying. Anyway. It, it has to be in geosynchronous orbit or it's going to make a very bad elevator. Yeah, correct. But we don't have a problem with that. We, we do that with satellites all the time. No, no, I get it. Anyway. Not when they're anchored to the Earth. That's kind of changes the math. It does change the math. <laughs> it, it changes the math big time. And is because uh, you've got all these different points spending whatever it's bad um, but anyway so the idea is to get to space you know past the carmen line or not there yet i don't know what they're defining that as it's dude, dude basically it flew the millennium falcon all right he just flew yes. a plane out of the earth so it's better than a rocket pretty freaking right cool but they're going to have nuclear their plan is to have nuclear powered shuttles basically from that space ladder to a space ladder on mars Right, and so it can just go back and forth and back. Space ladder. So, so it's like, it's, sky like a, ladder. it's a dock. It's a space dock. Space dock. See, now that's yeah. cool. Why couldn't they just land? call it space dock? You know what? I feel like is that confusing? We need to get to the point to where we can jump in a car or a plane like the Millennium Falcon and just go off of a just planet like before it. we go to Mars. Yeah, it needs, that would it, be cool. It, it needs to I'm not okay be it. like a thing. For us to get off of the planet <laughs> needs to not be a thing when, yeah. when, by the time we go to Mars. It needs well, to that's be a unique like challenge. Thursday. That's a unique we're gonna, challenge. We're going to want to figure out that fusion thing. Because yeah, uh, I don't out. think anything else is going to make that feasible. How'd they so, do it in Star Wars? Uh, yeah, but that they've accomplished fusion. it because, well, they have advanced technology, but also fusion. their planet. It was a long are, time ago. It's in fusion. the past. It was know, also far it's away, Russ. Look, if it was closer, we would have found it. We would have found it. It's also far, far away. So they're on a different time horizon than us. So they, their their technology can be advanced. Even How could they be on a different time horizon? Cooler. The TVA would have gotten involved and messed all that up. Ooh, good point. Good point. But my 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 point is though that those planets are smaller than Earth, which means they have a a smaller escape velocity required. Get out. Size of them. Which means you can have. Look it up, bro. It's I will look knowledge. it up. I'm canceling all my appointments. Today. Listen, you plus Google knows everything. All right, That's so. Right. There's a smaller escape velocity. They get on these jets that have better technology, but have a less a lower requirement for escape velocity. That's our real challenge. It is actually pretty difficult to get off of Earth. Oh yeah, I, I don't it's know. Also, which is why we need fusion. I don't know. Did he do it? We need we need crazy powerful, insanely abundant fuel sources, and, and okay. there really aren't very many that will get there. us there. Oh, I just PS4s. Saw what time it was. I gotta go, but also, oh, oh. also, um, if you want something to noodle on today on a Monday, go Google how hard it is to throw something into the sun. That is a problem. problem. I can do that. 
It'll mess with you. Google it specifically. I can do that. The planet's been trying to throw Pluto into the sun for years. I'm going to publish this with Eons. no title. No, it's going to be a mystery <laughs> show. <laughs> mystery show. <laughs> mystery show. And to shut down the mystery show, that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Thanks for joining us, especially those of us joining on the stream. Thanks, guys. It's awesome. I forgot where my camera was there briefly. You guys can't see that. but. Thank you. Cheers. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Cool guest on Wednesday, by the way, uh, unless something terrible happens. Yeah. So, uh, flying car guy, Stephen. Uh, flying Plastic. car guy just on Wednesday. At. That's that's what I want to call him. Yes. Flying car guy. Sweet. Sweet. Later. 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 Later.